started here. Bring us some word in us. But we are in Psalms 1, 19, 97 uh, through 104. Mem. Remember, he is the uh, Aleph and the Tau. I know in the New Testament they say Alpha and Omega, but he is the Aleph and the Tau. The beginning and the end of the Hebrew alphabet. All right? Prayer uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Pray that he opens up our hearts so we can see him because that changes things. You know that? So tonight we're going to talk a little bit about John the Baptist. Uh, he's been on my heart lately and uh, my heart goes out to John every time I read uh, just the end of his life and some of the things that he's been through. So I might do two parts because there's, there's a lot to John, you know, and uh, but we'll see how we do. We'll see how the Holy Spirit takes us. Amen. So um, in verse 97, it says, Oh, how love I thy law, which is the Torah, which is Genesis to Deuteronomy. It is my meditation all day. Uh, you, through your commandments, has made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep your precepts. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments, for you have taught me how sweet are your words unto my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. So uh, these words right here, each one of them, are, we're going to use eight scriptures every time. Whoever wrote this, is using eight scriptures every time. And eight is what the number of new beginnings. If you ever want to turn your way around, uh, take heed according to God's word. Repent it means not a 360 turn, which means you do 360. You tell people you're turning around, but you go right back to the same direction you were going. A 180 means that you turn and literally go the opposite direction. And that is what the word of God, that we want the word of God to do in our life, is to take us in the opposite direction of where we are traveling to really repent. And um, when we meet John, we meet him in Isaiah chapter 40. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 40 real quick. So long before we, we make it to... Um, to the Brit Hadashah or to the New Testaments of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, because each one of them talk about John. Isaiah talks about John. Amen. Isaiah chapter 40. And, uh, and we'll begin at verse 1, but this... Uh, this word right here that Isaiah speaks is talking about John the Baptist, all right? What his mission is, all right? So when we look at, it says, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith your God. Speak comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. And the crooked shall be made straight. And the rough places plain. 
and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The voice said, Cry, and he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, all the goodliness thereof, as the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fadeth, because the Spirit of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people is grass. All right? And we can keep going on there, but this is uh, the prophecy of John the Baptist. Before our Lord and Savior came and, and, uh, and began his ministry to prepare himself for, remember he was born just to die. That's what our Lord and Savior was born to do. And John was born to proclaim or prepare the way for him. So John, uh, one of the things that's pointed out here is that all of us human beings on this planet are like grass or flowers. Here one day, gone tomorrow. And like I told you before, it's something about the human mind. God has hid, even though it's revealed to us, but he has hid in us the time um, of our departure. Even, even though in our hearts, all of us sit here today and we understand that our life is just a vapor. Compared to the history of man, our life is like a puff of smoke and it is gone. And for some unapparent reason, even though we understand that, we don't understand that. Do you hear what I'm saying? Even though you understand that, you don't understand that. You know, there's a song a man wrote about he realized that he's dying. He realized that he's like, man, I'm, I came down with a terminal illness. They've given me about six months to a year to live. So he writes this song and he says, you know what? So I went skydiving, Rocky Mountain climbing. <laughs> he kind of laughed at the song. He said, I did 2.5 seconds on this bull. You know what I'm saying? He talked about how the last little bit of his life, he wanted to live it the way that he knew in his heart that God wanted him to live. If he was angry, he became happy. If he got on somebody's nerves, he went and apologized. You know, if he owed somebody some money, he took all the money out the bank and Maybe he owed you for 15 years and he started thinking over his life. I never paid them back for all the wonderful things that they did me. They loaned me money years ago. And he went back and retraced his life because he knew in just a little bit of time that he was going to be standing before the God of all creation. And just like Zacchaeus, when he met the Lord, he said, Lord, I'm, I'm going to return double, four times the amount for what I have done. I realize that I'm a sinner. I realize that I am jacked up and I have robbed people. I have betrayed people. And Lord, I'm going to return all the money and everything that I have done because his time is up. That's a wrap. And each and every one of us live as if we're going to see tomorrow. But right here, John the Baptist is coming in Isaiah chapter 40. And he's telling us, hey, bro, you like grass. Think about that for a while as you're living um, today. Each and every one of us 
we don't know when our last moment is here. We everybody keep preaching about the rapture, like like we're gonna see. It. I'm gonna tell you right now, there's a rapture coming, because the scriptures say it's it's appointed for a man to be born one time, and also he will die one time. So John the Baptist comes, and when we see John the Baptist, we can go to Luke. I believe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, I get stuff jacked up. We gotta go to. We gotta go to Luke. I think Luke does more for. Luke does more for us, I think, than most of the other scriptures. But always remember that, y'all. You hear me? Remember. John came preaching and teaching and moving people to repentance. And I tell you, Jesus is the same thing. That repentance and what? Remission of sins should be preached in all the world. We are just like fish. If fish swim, we sinners. If dogs bark, <laughs> we sinners. We are saved by grace through our faith. But there has to be a 180 degree turn. It's not 360 where 360 means like, okay, okay, you got me. I'm telling you, man, I'm going in another direction. Two hours later, two weeks later, two years later, you're back going in the same direction again. We cannot go in that direction. When the voice of the Lord comes, just like it's coming with John, when the voice of the Lord begins to speak to your heart to turn from your wicked ways. Don't harden your heart like they did in the wilderness. That's, we can't do that. There has to be a change, okay? So now when we begin to look at the life of John, of course the angel comes to Mary and begins to talk to her about how he's going to use her. And it's the Holy Ghost that comes upon Mary and she conceives because we know that she cannot be conceived by any man, physical man, because there would be a transference of sin. Okay? Men, we carry the seed. We transfer the sin, the sins of the Father. You hear me? So we transfer that. So God intervenes in the life span of man as long as it's been and he moves on the woman and causes the woman to become pregnant all right so that there is no transference of sin because without the shedding of blood there is no remission of sins and it has to be a lamb it has to be without defect it cannot have any type of uh markings or anything it has to be the way the lord spoke to israel and so the mashiach has to be without sin but anyway, the angel is talking to Mary. We pick up at verse 36 of Luke chapter 1. And he tells Mary, he says, And behold, your cousin Elizabeth, she has also con conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For with God, remember this, nothing shall be impossible. This is what he's speaking to Mary. She's conceived a son past her days of bearing children. 
they called her a name called barren. Okay? For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary rose in those days and went into the hill country with haste, or with, she was speeding. If she was on a horse, she was riding dirty. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm saying. We above the speed limit. We dip and we move in and out of cars into a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on now. Now, Mary, the shadow of the Lord came over her or the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit came over her. And that's how she conceived her son. But Zacharias is married to Elizabeth. That's how she conceived her son. All right. So when it says the Holy Ghost came upon Elizabeth here, the Holy Ghost filled Elizabeth. All right? That little baby leaps in her womb because that little baby, <laughs> God is going to speak to him all about what his assignment is going to be. And Elizabeth begins to prophesy. And she spake with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And whence is this to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? She didn't know that uh, Mary was with child. So she is filled with the Holy Spirit and is saying, and the Holy Spirit is giving Elizabeth revelation that Mary is carrying the Lord, her God. She is like, he is carrying, the one that Elizabeth is praying to. She is saying that you are carrying my God. For as soon as the voice of your salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. What is that? A baby leaping in the womb. <laughs> John was so excited. He, he, never even, he didn't even break the, the water wasn't even broken yet and the baby was excited. And blessed is she that believed for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. The Holy Spirit came on Elizabeth. Elizabeth began to drop a prophetic word on her. All right? And then we go into little Mary's song and things like that. But now in 1 and 57, it says, Now Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth a son. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had showed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. You know, people come over because they're like, what kind of game is this? We heard about Sarah and Abraham. But what is going on here? Because she got it. She got She already got her, her SSI and everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She already went past. She already had, what is that? Uh, what is that, what they called um, when it's over? What's that for women when it's done, when their menstruation is done, when the menopause? She already had that. <laughs> it's over. It's a wrap for her. So this is a miracle that has happened. The people understand that this is a miracle. Listen, everything that the prophets have spoken is happening. 
And Israel is like, ain't this something? And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord has showed great mercy upon her. And they rejoiced with her. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child. And they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. <laughs> but they like, nah. And his mother answered and said, not so. But he shall be called John. Now, this tells you a little bit about John's mother's character and, and where her faith is at. Because sometimes women really, they, you know, they, they, they hear the word, but they really don't hear the word. But there's a reason why God is using um, Elizabeth and Zacharias. Because Zacharias served the Lord and his wife was obedient to the Lord through her husband. Do you know that? Her husband was the one that told her what the name of the child would be. You know, some women be like, well, he ain't, you know, he, whatever, we're going to name him uh, Bobby, <laughs> you know. And you're looking at them like, you know, this is this, this right here, this ain't going to work. But Elizabeth, the husband, Zacharias, told her X, Y, and Z. And she said, not so, but he shall be called John. And they said unto her, they're talking to her. There ain't nobody in your family called John. <laughs> you know, there ain't nobody. And, and they made signs to his father how he would have him called. And he asked for a writing table and wrote saying his name shall be John. And they marveled all. And when his father had did this, if you remember what happened to him in the temple, all of a sudden God looses his tongue and his mouth was opened immediately and his tongue loosed and he spake and praised God and fear came on all that dwelt around about them and all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea and all they that heard laid up in their hearts saying what manner of child shall this be and the hand of the Lord was with them so they want to know what manner of child this is going to be because they're seeing some things happening supernaturally that they know is the hand of the Lord on Zacharias and Elizabeth. They know that it is the hand of the Lord that's doing it. And they're trying to figure out who is this child going to be? Well, I'm telling you right now, all you got to do is listen to his daddy. All right. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost, just like Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied. So Elizabeth prophesied. And so the Bible always lets you know what's going on. You ain't got to make nothing up for yourself. All you got to do is just keep on reading sometimes. So he was filled with the Holy Ghost. All right. And he's prophesied saying, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, Jehovah. For he has visited and redeemed his people. Remember what we were talking about in Isaiah, what the Lord was going to do. And now Zechariah is saying he has done it. Once you've seen the, the, this child right here, this baby right here born, I'm telling you that God is all, it's already done. You know what we say in the church? It's already done. It's already done because you are looking at this baby and has raised up a horn of salvation. For us in the house of his servant David, and has spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. Listen, it's when, uh, remember Seth and then Enos, and men begin to call upon the name of the Lord? Back then, that little, that little gap here right there, men begin to call upon the name of the Lord. 
and God had prophets already then. Do you hear me? That began to speak about what was going to happen. Because remember, Moses wrote everything down um, that was pre him. What happened in the Garden of Eden? The Bible was an oral Bible, which means that they always would tell the story of the Bible. They would always orally, like, you know, our parents get older. We keep repeating the past keeps coming up. We're going to get older, and, and you younger people are going to hear us keep repeating the past to you. They would repeat the past over and over again of what God did, how, uh, you know, God took a rib from Adam's side and, and, and Eve is the mother of all living. And the next thing you know, Cain killed his brother. They would recite all of that over and over again. And Moses took and wrote all that stuff down. All right. But anyway, he says, and he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant, David. And as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. Well, who is our enemy? We know who our enemy is today. and We preached about him last Sunday. For we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood, but with principalities and with powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham, that he would grant unto us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him with what? Without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for you shall go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. Remission of sins is, Brother Thomas, what do they say your cancer is? This is remission. Remission. It stopped. It ain't going nowhere. Remission of sins means that we have the sin nature in us. Okay? But it ain't going no farther. Sin is a progressive state. It continues to progress further and further. But with us, it may be in us, but it ain't going no farther. That's a wrap. That's it. And it's staying right there. All right? The sins that so easily beset us or set us back. God is like, no more. That's it. That's as far as you go. All right? Let's see here. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his showing unto Israel. All right? So if you want to know what was going on with John, John was in the deserts. John was raised up. Now, Zacharias had access to some things being in the temple all the time. So he had um, opportunity to get hold of uh uh, the Torah, he had an opportunity for John to study the word of God. There is no prophet on this planet that does not study scripture. 
There is no man or woman of God that does not study the scriptures because these scriptures, like if we go back over here and just want to get a little preview of John, of what he says again, he says, how I love thy law. There was no New Testament when John came on the scene. Nobody wrote anything. It is my meditation all the day long. If you want to know what John is doing out there in the wilderness, the Lord took him into the wilderness the same way that he took Israel into the wilderness. All right? All of us got to go into the wilderness. All of us have to cross that Red Sea. And like it says in the word that all of us have to be baptized into, like it said, into Moses. Jesus said, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's the way we are baptized today. We are baptized into that. But they were, the scripture says how they all were baptized into Moses when they crossed that Red Sea. How the Lord sit there and parted the water and it stood up on a heap and they walked through on dry land. Okay, though uh, thy commandment, uh, your commandments have made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. You don't think Satan wanted to get a hold of John? You don't think Satan, the same way if, if, if Satan challenged our Lord and Savior in the wilderness, remember he sent him into the wilderness, he went up on a mountain real high, and he tempted our Lord. You don't think that he didn't do that with John? Everybody that goes into the wilderness, when you are in that wilderness, when you are saved and you are baptized, there's a time when you got to go into the wilderness. It's all fun. You're so excited to be saved. But then now, all of a sudden, we got to go into the wilderness, and that's where we are taught. All right? That's where you get taught at. That's why you sit down and allow yourself to be taught. The Ethiopian eunuch said, how can I unless some man teaches me, shows me the way? And that's the Holy Spirit's job is to show you and I the way. You need not that any man teach you the spirit of God that is in you. Even though we're going to church, it's the spirit of God's job to teach us. Stop looking to some man or some woman to do something. When you go to church, when people are preaching, you can just sit there with your head in there, get your little pencil and everything and a notebook and you're taking notes because the spirit of God is, you pray the spirit of God is coming over that pulpit. All right. You pray the spirit of God is moving on Sunday school. All right. And that way you're getting things out of it. All right. You're able to move that way. He says, I have more understanding than all my teachers for my testimony for your testimonies are my meditation. This is what's going on in the wilderness. I understand more than the ancients. All those people back then, they didn't understand what was going on. John is like, I fully understand the mystery of what God is saying in the scriptures, because I'm the forerunner. I'm the one that's going to be crying uh, prepare, make his uh, path straight. I'm the one that's going to prepare everybody for the Mashiach coming. I have refrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep thy word, okay? I have not departed from thy judgments. You have taught me. How sweet are your words unto my taste than honey to my mouth. John is the only one that we know in the New Testament that was eating honey. Locusts and what? Wild honey. You know, you know, this brother right here, when the Lord set him apart, he set him apart. And the Lord has set you and I apart. You got to watch what you eat. They're going to try to dope you up because some things don't change. But by fasting and praying. Do you understand that? And if you're a disciple of the Lord and you cannot fast because your lifestyle is preventing you from fasting. Your body is telling you, you better get up out of my face. 
I don't care what the Holy Ghost is telling you. He don't run nothing up in here. And if your body is telling you that, you better go to war. John, ever since he was young, the Spirit of God separated him, sent him into the wilderness. He liked Kit Kats and, and, and all that other stuff and soda pop and all that. But when you're in the wilderness, they don't sell that, okay? You better get what you can. He said, you better go over there and get you some of them locusts over there and, and get you some of that wild honey. I don't know how many times he was stung. But he said the word of God was sweeter than that. Do you hear me? Sweeter than that. Through thy precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. And if you don't know, John, that's the way he preached. He says, I hate every what false way. All right. So let's go a little bit further. Now we're in chapter three. John the Baptist, now he's going to start preaching. Luke chapter 3. Now he's going to start preaching, y'all. You know what I'm saying? This is what happens when you get away. This is what happens when you start to meditate on the word of God. This is what happens when it's just you and the Holy Spirit and you're praying every day, reading the word. Like John said, man, your word, man, I love it so much. It's sweeter than honey. And Lord, you know I eat a lot of honey. I've been eating nothing but locusts and honey out here since I've been in this wilderness. And I love honey. But your word is sweeter than that. It says, now in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea and Herod being uh, the tetrarch of Galilee and his brother Philip also being the tetrarch of uh, Eturia and of the region of Trachonitis and uh, Lysnius, the tetrarch of Abilene, Annas and Cyphus being the high priest, the word of God came unto John, the son of Zacharias, in the what? Wilderness. He's in the wilderness. And everything that you see that's happened in the scriptures where they wandered for, what, 40 years in the wilderness? And then you got to go to the Jordan River, which is the river of death, where you die to yourself. When finally God brings you to a place to where you say, I am sick and tired of me. You know, that's why in the temple, you know, our bodies are just like the temple. Okay. Jesus said, you tear this temple down and I'll raise it up in three days. And they were like, boy, you must be on that dope. But he was talking about what his body and you and I are temples of this Holy Spirit. And when, when you walk in there, you know, of course, we got all the thanksgiving and we, you know, we got the praise and everything. But then when you go into the Holy of Holies, the only light in the temple is the seven golden candlesticks, which is the Holy Spirit. So when God looks at us, he looks at us like a temple and he'll look inside you and he sees the seven golden candlesticks which is the only thing that is illuminating anything in there. That's why when you get to the book of Revelation, he says, you know, I'll take your candlestick and I'll move your candlestick out of its place. And then now tell me what you see. And you'll be just as lost as can be. Because there is no Holy Spirit to teach you. There is no Holy Spirit to guide you. Listen, you can't follow a man. You have to follow Jesus. Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is the head of the church. I don't care what man says they're the head of the church. I am not the head of nothing. 
It, the Bible says that Jesus is the head of the church. He said, listen, I can't move your lampstand. I can't reach inside of you. I can't change anything. Sometimes even as parents and sometimes even as individuals, we wish we could reach in our heart and change the things that are in there. And we can't. But he says, I am he that what? Walks through the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. And if you are a believer, then your body is set up just like a temple, just like the temple that we see. And he wants to walk in there and see what's going on. That's what our Lord and Savior does. He looks at us and sees what is going on. Are our lamps trimmed and burning bright? Because the lamp is not supposed to go out. And we see the lamp goes out sometimes on our brothers and sisters. And now they're back out into the world again. Struggling and wishing and praying and hoping that they might be able to get back in there. So be very, very careful about what's going on with this temple. Okay? Let me get, keep on going here. Uh, so we're in chapter 3 here. Make sure I'm right. And he came into all the country about Jordan. Because I'm telling you, what happened? Joshua crossed. They, they got to go over the river of death, which is Jordan. It parted just like the Red Sea. And when they came over, they came over to fight. You hear me? It is the promised land. It is a promise that God has um, given to us. And we all are going into our wilderness. And when we come out the wilderness, we are coming out to fight. We are coming out. To, he, he raises us up so that we will fight. And the weapons of our warfare will never be carnal. Do you hear me? But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And he came into all the country about Jordan preaching the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. He's preaching the gospel, telling us to repent and receive remission for sins. He is saying we need to repent for what we are doing. To repent is not just saying I'm sorry or to acknowledge that you have sin. It's more than that. To repent means to, you need to be at a place where you are willing to restore. It, it, let him that stole what? Steal no more, but let him work with his hands. You, you, got, you got busy hands? Go use those hands in a positive direction instead of using those hands in a negative direction. You got hands that, that can't keep to themselves? He says, first of all, when you repent, you steal no more. But these hands right now are used, are used to build up people all around you instead of tearing down people around you. That's what it is. Do you hear what I'm saying? To repent means that if you are cussing, okay, you're like, I'm not cussing no more. Even if I don't care if a hammer hits your toe. Oh, goodness, Lord. It's no more you running around here and everybody got to know you upset. Everybody got to know you angry. That's the way you tell the whole world you angry because of the garbage that comes out of your mouth because you got no Holy Spirit in there. There ain't no Holy Spirit in there. All it is is you in there. And you just got to keep cussing. You just, that's, that's all you got? That's, that's the best you got? That's the best you can do? All the years of schooling, that's the best you can do? You're supposed to be a woman. That's the best you can do? You're supposed to be a gentleman, and that's, that's you? There has to be a change. 
from the inside out, never going back. Repentance means I, I realize that I, I'm, I'm jacked up and I'm done with that life. And you turn the opposite. Like if I'm facing that door right there, I'm facing this wall and I continue to keep walking never to go back that way again. It's a decision that each and every one of us have to make. And I'm telling you that it's, it's when, when Lot left um, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, the angel said, don't look back. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know. I'm thank, I'm thank you that y'all are reading that because we keep looking back. When Lot's wife turned around and looked back, I'm telling you, God's word will not change. If his word changes, then the planet and everything else is out of whack. Everything will change. Because everything you see is framed out by his word. He says, don't you look back. Lot, I'm giving you an op Abraham prayed for you, Lot, because I was coming to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. But he, listen, how many times did he keep asking the Lord? Well, Lord, if there be a hundred, would you just destroy it for a hundred? No, Abraham, I ain't going to destroy it for a hundred. Before you leave again, Lord, let me, I just want to ask you one more prayer. If there's 75, would you do it? If No, Abraham, I won't. Lord, I know you're about to leave. I just, I, I don't want to hold you up, Lord. I, I gotta, I gotta pray one more time about this. What if there's fifty, Lord? Ah, Abraham, I ain't gonna do. Well, okay, okay, okay. I, I, whoa, 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 don't leave no more. If there's forty, Abraham, don't you ask me this no more. I, okay, Lord, I want to ask, but Lord, I, I gotta ask you one more time. If there's thirty, you know what, Abraham, you're getting on my nerves. Well, Lord, what if there's twenty? What if there's ten, Abraham? I know what the desire of your heart is, I will not kill the righteous with the unrighteous. Now, Abraham, leave me alone because I got to go to work. Praying about the same thing over and over again. Praying about that child over and over again. Praying about whatever is on your mind over and over again. They're doing it through scripture. And I don't care what people tell you. Only pray about it once because that means that you don't have no faith. No, I have faith. I know who he is. And I'm reading the word of God. And I'm going to continue to talk to my God about it. And I don't want to hear what you have to. Repentance means that Abraham said, I mean, Lot said, I got an opportunity to leave, y'all. And we got to go. Grab your stuff. And him and his wife and his two daughters left. And he told them, don't y'all look back. Come on, babies, don't you look back. It's over. But daddy, don't look back. Come on, babe, let's go. And she trailing behind. And they went ahead and kept walking. And I'm telling you, they didn't hear her footsteps no more. They didn't hear, they did not hear his wife's footsteps no more. When the fire came and everything, and everything is on fire behind them, and I, I guarantee they probably could feel the heat, Thomas. Man, that was scary. I, I'm telling you that they could probably feel what's going on behind them. And Lot is saying, don't look back. Where is mommy? I want my mommy. Baby, you better look to the hills from which coming to your help. Each and every one of us is judged by our own self. Or the whole family would have been judged. She would have been alive. But no, man, each and every one of us have to see Jesus for ourselves. There ain't no, ain't no, this ain't no group thing. I don't know who it ain't. You better get yours. Yeah, that's all you better get. And I'm telling you, this word of God is true. 
I'm telling you, everything we go over is true. But you got to do what you got to do with it. I'm only here to proclaim the word. That's all I'm here to do. And then I got I to gotta, I gotta walk this thing out myself. I can't look back. Any man looking back, any woman looking back, any boy or girl looking back is not fit for the kingdom of God. And that wife was not fit for the kingdom of God. So when she looked back, you can see her pillar of salt today. Go out there and if you see something that kind of looked like somebody, man, I wonder if that's his wife. Because that's what the Bible says, okay? And he kept on going with tears in his eyes. You better keep on walking with tears falling down your face. You better keep on walking when your heart is broken. You better not look back. Let them, let them jokers leave. I don't care if you leave. <laughs> I'm going to keep on going. Okay, that's what separates the men from the boys right there. I'm going to keep my eyes on the prize. All right? I'm, I'm looking straight ahead. I refuse to look back. I ain't got time for it. I told you we leaving. The angels showed up. God sent angels to bring us out of it. And you want to look back at that place? Come on now. He came into all the country about Jordan. And he came preaching. And I'm telling you, Jesus said there is no prophet born of women like John the Baptist. John the Baptist came preaching. Even the Pharisees and the Sadducees came out there. Even Herod and whatnot, the king who's a Gentile, shook his heart up. You hear me? Even the Gentiles out here like, man, I don't, I don't know, man. That boy can preach. He preached, and it, it moves me in a whole nother different way. I know we got philosophers and magicians and all these knuckleheads around, but when that man preaches, I'm telling you, man, he's saying something to me. John came preaching repentance just like that. Turn and walk the opposite direction for remission of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, verse 4, saying the voice of one crying in what? The wilderness. Prepare ye the way. Now, this word right here, the way, is similar to the way in the Tanakh or what they consider to be the Old Testament because they want you to think that something's old about it. But he is the Lord our God. He what? Changes not. So if somebody who up there keeps thinking that this is old and this is new, they got something else. I, I, I refuse to listen to you. You have no words for me because he changes not. And when I read the, the Brit Hadashah, what they consider to be the New Testament, everybody that's over here is quoting what's over here because that's all they know. Okay? Everything that's over here is already, we already seen in Isaiah, they're saying right here in chapter 40, the word of God has already been preached about John the Baptist. So all we're doing is sitting here. When the previews come out for Black Widow, ooh, Black Widow coming out this Friday. Girl, the movie already been made. Zachariah said it's already done. John is going to preach and say, hey, you trees, the axe is already on the root. That's what he's preaching. John came pre. Look, he, he, he didn't have no filter. He wasn't worried about people's feelings. He wasn't being paid by the church. Okay. You know, some people are stuck. They paid by the church. They only can preach good things. You know, hey, everybody, how y'all doing? Well, I mean, we're not to smoke. You know, well, we don't smoke in church, but go ahead. Go ahead and light up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you don't want to preach nothing to lose your job. You got a good job. They get 90000 a year. You got your own little house that's paid for. They take care of you. You got your little car and stuff. You eating good. You got a little title. You only got to work two days out the week. You know, they expect you to be studying the rest of the days, but you golfing. 
Let me pass the golf. Pass, you look good, golf. Thank you. Y'all look good too. Amen. Who you with over there? Oh, that's my friend. Well, hey, you know, I heard about OPP. <laughs> Just be careful. <laughs> you ain't even talking about nobody's sins because <laughs> you ain't trying to lose your job. But since John was not paid by them, he was on nobody's payroll but on the Lord's, okay, because the Lord provided for him, did he not? Now, he wasn't eating red lobster, <laughs> but he was eating locusts and wild honey. And John said, but the best meal I had was the word of God. That's what he said. That's, that's his testimony, okay? I'm just the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way, the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. That means you got to get your heart right. He came out there preaching so strong that people had to take a look at their life. Those people back then are no different from us today. We have to take a long look at our life. And the Holy Spirit is convicting us about our lifestyle, okay? He is talking to us about our lifestyle, about all the good, the bad, and the ugly. And we just keep sitting there. We keep playing with it and toiling with it. But when John comes on the scene, he says, hey, man, all the playing's over. He says here, every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be brought low and the crooked shall be made straight and the rough ways shall be made smooth. He's saying, you better not miss this road. This, the way has been laid out for you. There ain't no hills. There ain't no valleys. You know, when I used to ride, a, remember back in the day, we used to ride them 10 speeds, Thomas? Boy, they shifted them gears where I didn't mind going up a hill. I put it down on one, you know, and get that little, you know how they be doing in the Tour de France? You look cool then because, but if you had a regular one without no gears, you, you're like, man, I might get off and walk because this hill is high. But you get your 10 speed, you're looking cool up there. You know what I'm saying? Because you're only on a one. They don't know what I'm talking about, but you're just going up the hill, baby. You're like, man, this is smooth right here. You're on a 10 speed. You, know, 10, you can drop it down to where, man, it just feel like you 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 peddling feathers. And you weren't tired no more. Everybody else tired. You know, you just still floating up the hill. Get to the top of the hill. You start going back down the hill. Put that baby on 10. Boy, you rolling as fast as a car. You going down the hill, baby. You know what I'm saying? He said, you ain't got to do all that with Jesus. There ain't no more climbing. There ain't no rough side of the mountain. <laughs> ain't none of that. He said, man, I'm telling you, you, you can get back on a regular bicycle. You don't need one through 10. It's just straight, smooth sailing, baby. And the road ain't no potholes. We used to say, remember the rap song, Potholes in My Lawn? Ain't none of that. Right. He said, the, 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 the asphalt, everything real smooth. The lines are bright. You can ride it at night. You don't even need no light. That's how bright the yellow and the white lines are. The, the road is, you know, you get on a new road and everything is just smooth. Your tires feel smooth. He said, baby, the way has already been paved. It's over. It's a wrap. And he says here, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Now, is Jesus in China? Now, Jesus ain't nowhere, but you know what they're saying? Jesus is right here. He's coming. The Mashiach is coming right here to the center of the earth, right here. Every, the center of mankind is right here. Now, we know people are all over the planet, but right here, this is where it's all going to happen right here. This, is, this place right here is where it's all going to be in Jerusalem, right here, right in the land of Israel. You know what I'm saying? It says, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Then said he to the multitude that came forth to be baptized unto him. O generation of vipers. Can you imagine somebody standing up in the pulpit calling you that? You looking at them like, you know, it's, I don't know who this fool is he talking to. 
But the anointing on John must have been so strong. The anointing on John, the reason why he was fasting and praying in the wilderness is because he was coming up against our true enemy, the devil. It wasn't the people. It's the devil. All right? That's who, that's who the enemy is. And John fasted and he prayed out there in the wilderness and he ate uh, locusts and wild honey. That's, that was his meal. He didn't, like Daniel said, I didn't have any pleasant food. You know, I didn't have any brisket. You know, I didn't have no church Kool-Aid, church Kool-Aid. Y'all ever have church Kool-Aid? There's so much sugar in church Kool-Aid, boy, your little pinky toe start wiggling in your shoe. That's how much sugar is. <laughs> I'm sorry. The first time I had church Kool-Aid, I said, is, is somebody a diabetic? Because we got a problem over here. There was so much sugar in that Kool-Aid that I was like, good Lord. But it was, it kept making you go back, Rithy. You know, all you had to do is what you, it was like taking a shot of old granddad. <laughs> you took your first shot. You were like, mm. but it was so good. <laughs> After a while, it made you go back. <laughs> I'm going to have to erase this because this ain't right. Is it? <laughs> I'm sorry, Jesus. But that is the, that is literally the truth. The first time I, cause you know, mom used to make it, but you know, we used to make it to where, you know, it was sweet, but it wasn't sweet. <laughs> it, didn't, it only had one E in it. When you go to church, they got like three E's in that sweet. <laughs> it's sweet. <laughs> All right. I'm going to leave that alone. All right. <laughs> literally, it was three. I think it might have been four E's in that. But your little pinky toe would literally, <laughs> it would be so happy because it, it never got any sugar. <laughs> but you know how the blood gets pumped from the heart and it goes out. To all the extremities, the little pinky toe was the last one to always get the sugar. But he was like, man, I got mine today. If I didn't get none before, I done got me some of the sweetness right now. Amen? Amen. Amen. One for the pinky toe. Amen. Old generation of vipers. Who, who would come out and say something? <laughs> who has warned you to flee from the wrath to come? You in church, you come in there for your first time, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, hey, what's up, man? hey, Mr. Preacher, man, well, who told you to show up? <laughs> who told you to flee? You know God about to end everything. I think he's going to end it with you. I think, <laughs> I really was hoping that y'all would die. That's <laughs> what I'm really thinking. Who warned you about what's going to happen? Because he was out there looking for other people. He was not thinking of the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and none of them other jokers that walked up. He was like, what are y'all doing here? Ain't y'all the ones? Oh, no, no, you were making all that money over there. Yeah, you're the one up there laying up there committing adultery, doing all the big stuff. Ain't that you? Who told you about this? Who told you about it? I want to know. And they're looking at him like, we came out because we're sinners. Yeah, you're big time sinners. You know how there's no degree to sin? No, there's a degree when it comes to y'all. Yeah, there is. You know what? I can't stop you from being baptized, but I'm hoping in my heart that God don't honor it. Because <laughs> y'all, a generation of vipers, you are foolish. Y'all are wicked. That's, that's John. And they wouldn't say nothing. They had something to say to Jesus, didn't they? Oh, they had a lot to say to Jesus. They would come back out their mouth. Who is you? But John, <laughs> John had them boys shook. Look at, listen what you bring forth. This is what he's telling them. He says, You better do this for me. He says, You better bring forth, therefore, fruits worthy of repentance. 
That's what he said. He said, you know what? I hear you, but I know who you are. But I'm going to tell you like this. You better, you better bear fruit that shows that you have repented. First of all, you better stay away from that joker's house and his wife. Number two, you better stop stealing. Number three, you better go home and respect your mother and father. Number four and whatnot, you better stop cussing. Number five and whatnot, you better stop covering everything on around. Number six, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Stop quoting scriptures that you don't even honor. He just started running the thing down on him, okay? Bring forth fruits showing that you have repented. Uh, do I hear any more cuss words coming out your mouth? No, sir. Let me hear one more cuss word out your mouth. I know you busting hell wide open, and I'm going to be there. I'm gonna be, matter of fact, I might even kick you in. John is ruthless on these people. Because they don't, people keep thinking that they don't understand that God was there. He was the one that destroyed the earth by flood the first time. Does anybody understand that? He was there when Ananias and his wife didn't want to properly do what they were supposed to do. And I tell you right now, he has no problem killing people. He has no problem shutting it down. He Listen, when the people were crying, when his children was crying, and the water was to the point where they couldn't laugh. Some of them were trying to do that little float thing in the water. Man, let me tell you something, man. God was over there watching TV. That's my show. The angels over there acting it out and everything like that. And the Lord is like, what is the good part? People down here screaming. People going off. Lord, please, I'm sorry. The Lord is like, shh, close that window, uh, Gabriel. Close the, close the, Michael, get the other window over there because I ain't got time for that. Turn, turn, turn it up so I don't have to hear people because I'm not here. You know, my ears are good. I just, I hear stuff. Let's just keep watching. This is my Denzel. I love Denzel in this movie right here. He's like, you know, I'm King Kong. I like the part when he says that. <laughs> the Lord watching DVDs, y'all. I'm King Kong up in here. I'm King Kong up in here. Yes, I love that. I love that part. And I'm King Kong right now. Right. Yeah, you love you love the creature more than the creator, didn't you? Well, I'm giving you all the creature. I'm giving you all that smoke. Yeah. Go on with it. All right. Hey, 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 hey. Mm. Gabriel, check on no one them. I'm, I'm, I'm in a mood that I might kill them too. Check on them, see what they do. <laughs> yeah, just, just go. No, I don't need you to tell no one nothing. Just go down there and tell me what you see. Oh, no one them crying, Lord. What they crying for? They're like crying because of what you did. Okay, so they got some act right? Yes, sir. They got all the act right they needed now. <laughs> okay, well, all right. Does, does Noah still got faith? Oh, he believed now. <laughs> I know he was a preacher of righteousness, but he got a lot of act right. You done, you done shook up the whole family. All right, but you know what? Hang around there, and I'll tell you right now, if they start running their mouth, put a hole in the side of that boat. Because I, I can start over. I don't care. Because I'm God. I'm God all by myself. Yeah, I can start it over. And I'm telling you right now, he, he got that smoke. It's coming again. The Bible says that the, you know, that the book will be open. And all the dead, all the people that ever lived, the ones that died in the ocean, the ones that, you know, they couldn't find Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> the Lord know where he at. And I'm telling you right now, they're going to find Jimmy Hoffa, all these little kids that are on the milk carton that nobody can find. I'll tell you right now, he's going to find all of them. Everybody that ever lived will stand 
before the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? You better bring forth fruits worthy of repentance and begin not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. I don't know how, I don't need you. <laughs> what are you talking about? The Lord don't need you. Who told you that God needs you? We know we got this mindset like, you know, the Lord, man, the Lord don't, he don't need us. I'm sorry, y'all. This is an opportunity. As many as received him, to them he gave the opportunity to be sons and daughters. But you keep thinking something in our mind is we're not clicking on all cylinders because we keep thinking we got tomorrow. We, keep, we, don't, we don't understand that we are going to die. It's, uh, the human being is crazy because it doesn't understand it's going to die. I don't care what man is telling you. I don't care what your little show is saying. I don't care what them acting. I don't care what the psychic is saying. All of us are dying. So how you want to end it? How you want to end it? What you going to do? Oh, you, you think that the lottery going to save you? You think all that cussing you doing? You think all that stealing you do? You think all that lying you doing? You think all that fighting you doing? You think all that stuff you doing is going to save you? Keep on living. I'm going to tell you right now, right here, he says, you better bring forth some fruits worthy of repentance. And if you don't, I got all the smoke you need. You know all that stuff that comes out of us when we're not living right? The white man over there in Mount Laurel, remember all the smoke? Did y'all ever see that on Facebook? He's in Mount Laurel. I know where Mount Laurel is at. About 15, 20 minutes from my pop's house. He coming out there calling black folks out their name. They're going to sit there while they're filming them and say, you know, I live at XYZ. Y'all come get some. Well, you know what? When they came and whatnot, he calling the police, help me, please. There, ain't, there is no cops going to help you when the angels come. Right. When the angels come, they do what God says to do. There's no, hell, Mr. Angel, I got an Apple iPhone 6. You think any way that we can be on good terms with one another? He's going to be like, man, look, I'm just here to cut heads off. Right. When the angel came because David wanted to number the people, he lost faith. You got to have your lamps trimmed and burning bright, but David didn't. So he started the number. How many troops we got? Man, we got 75,000 foot soldiers. 800,000 on horse. Okay, we got more than enough. And the God was like, well, wait a minute, David. We walk by faith, not by sight. When have you ever, when you fought the lion and the bear, <laughs> I'm sorry, was you counting how many brothers was with you? Uh, no, sir, I wasn't. He was like, were you by yourself? Yes, I was. How did you overcome? Well, Lord, you know, I was, I was just tripping a little bit today. Okay, all right. I understand you tripping, but now I'm tripping. You tripping and I'm tripping. We both tripping now because without faith, it's impossible to please me. So you all in your feelings and everything, and now I'm in my feelings. I'm giving you three options. It could be three days, three months, or three years. You take a pick of which one you want, but I'm killing somebody today. Y'all remember the story because we went through it. The angel came down and whatnot. You know, the same angel that maybe rolled up on Mary and was like, good tidings, Mary. You know, the angels that showed up with Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego, they was, you know, everybody in there pop-locking, popping their shoulders and everything, having a good time. Right. This same angel came down with a sword. 70,000 died of God's children. David was just sitting there like, Lord, please, please don't kill no more. It was my fault. The Lord, yeah, he's like, I know it was your fault. But somebody got to die, David. And you and I are in covenant. So you better watch your mouth. So because of your sin, because of your unbelief, people are dying. Wow. You know, God doesn't have no problem giving us that act right. 
And now also, this is what he's saying, John the Baptist. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Every tree, therefore, which brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Woo-wee. Y'all, they wanted that smoke. And John the Baptist was out there in the wilderness, out there eating locusts and wild honey, fasting and praying, seeking God's face. And when he came on the scene, he came hardcore. Came with it. He said, the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. And every tree, therefore, which brings not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I'm going to keep on going a little bit more. Is all right? It's going to go a little bit farther, y'all. It gets rough. John gets rough, man. John, John, bring it. Verse 10 says, and the people asked him, saying, what shall we do then? And John's like, oh, you, you really want to know? He answered and said unto them, he that has two coats, let him impart to him that has none. And he that has meat, let him do likewise. So listen, bro, if you over there, you all warm and cozy, but you got extra warm and cozy stuff, then take care of the brother or sister over there that's not. You over there that's eating all good, you got four cheesesteaks. You can't give nobody one? This is what he's talking about. You got meat in your house, but you can't, you look at this brother outside here, or this woman outside here, and they got no food, and you don't have compassion on them? All we hear about is how Jesus had what? Compassion on people. But you can't have compassion? This is what he's saying. Bring forth fruit worthy of what? Repentance. If you truly repented, you got four coats in the closet trying to be cute, wearing a different one every day so you can make, make people think you somebody. I got an Adidas one. I got a Nike one. You know what I'm saying? I got all these. I got a cool leather one and all that. All you need is one, bro. Give up the coat. Give up the food. Then came also publicans to be baptized and said unto him, Master, what shall we do? You know the publicans. Zacchaeus and Matthew, Matthew the apostle, the ones that were, you know, getting taxes for everybody. And he said to them, exact no more than that which is appointed you. So the tax collector, you owed a hundred dollars. He's like, it's two fifty. It's two fifty. And he had soldiers there. And the soldiers didn't care because he was adding on taxes to you. And he says, don't exact no more than what is appointed you. And the soldiers, listen to this, the soldiers likewise demanded of him saying, and what shall we do? Think about today and all the police brutality that we have. This is him talking to the cops today. Some of the cops done pulled up and said, hey, John, what shall we do? His message, listen, the anointing on John was so strong, there are no Jewish soldiers. Do you hear me? These are what? Roman soldiers that are sitting there. And this brother is preaching, and he is bringing it. And they come in and say, John, what, what shall we do? And soldiers likewise demanded of him, saying, what shall we do? And he said to them, do violence to what? To no man. Stop your violence. We see it today on TV all the time. Another one shot. Another one beaten. You hear me? Another mother crying on television. Another father crying on television. Neither accuse any falsely. How many black men are getting out of jail today? Falsely accused by police and, and, and prosecutors. 
and be content with your wages. Stop stealing police officers and soldiers. Stop it. And as the people were in expectation and all men mused in their hearts of John, whether he were the Christ or not, John answered, saying unto them all, I indeed baptize you with water. But one mightier than I comes, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor, and he will gather the wheat into his garner, but the chaff he will burn with fire unquenchable. And many other things in his exhortation preached he unto the people. But Herod the Tetrarch, being reproved by him for Herodias his brother Philip's wife and for all the evils which Herod had done, added yet this above all, that he shut up John in prison. Amen. John the Baptist. You hear me? We'll probably do some more next week. But that's John's introduction. He comes hard. But John told uh, Herod, it's not lawful for you to be laid up with your brother's wife. You know that? And Herod shut John up in prison for running his mouth. But Herod was nervous of John because he knew out of everybody that he heard, he knew John was a man of God. Do you hear me? People may, you know, not care about you, but they know who you belong to. You belong to the Most High God. We just have to act like it. Not for putting on a show for the people out here in the streets, but we need to bring forth fruit worthy of repentance. That means to show that I'm never doing that again. If we're working, show up on time. Do the work that's required of us, all right? Punch out on time. Stop having, hey, can you punch me out? Stop all that foolish. Stop stealing time and stealing money. That doesn't belong to you. If you're going to school, sit your behind down somewhere. It's a free education that people out here paying taxes. Uh, black people weren't allowed to go to school. Poor people weren't allowed to go to school. They had to go to work and things like that. But now you got an opportunity to take your butt to school and act like you got some sense. Bring forth fruit worthy of repentance. Stop putting your hands on people. Well, I'm angry. I don't care if you're angry. The Bible says be angry and sin not. Sit your butt down again. Stop all this stupid stuff. Stay off them garbage shows that ain't offering you nothing. They don't, they don't preach the word of God. They're preaching you about stupid stuff. Filling your head with a bunch of nonsense. Get off them shows too and stop hanging around garbage people. If you hang around garbage, you smell like it. You know those people ain't good for nothing. Bring forth fruits worthy of repentance. Hang around people that have common sense, that honor their father and mother, that have respect for themselves. They, they talk like they have respect for themselves. They say, yes, sir, and no, sir, and yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. Hang around them people. Stop hanging around these foolish people. But you keep on hanging around them. John says the ax is already laid to the tree. It's already ready to cut you down. Your mouth, your mouth is running, and God is like, I got something for you. I'm coming again. Do what you want to do because I'm going to do what I want to do, but I'm the creator of all creation. And God's like, I'm not trying to scare you because you don't even understand Death is waiting on all of us. You can't comprehend that. So he's like, these words don't scare you because death ain't scaring you. You ain't sitting up at night saying, you know what? I am going to die. What am I going to do with this life that's been given me? And it ain't cussing folks out. It ain't disrespecting parents. It ain't dogging children out. It ain't out here showing out. That ain't it. 
If that's what you're doing with your life, God got something for you. If you think you're a man and you're a woman, God got something for you. If you think you're a woman but you're a man, God got something for you. Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, oh, you men out there think you women and you women think you men. I got something for you. Hey, go down there and get Lot out there because of Abraham. And tell me, tell me when you got, okay, Lord, I think we're, how much, how much fire are you bringing down? I need to know because how much you about to drop on him? He's like, I'm dropping everything. Give us a couple more minutes. We need to get a couple more miles away because the, you know, that shock wave, that heat, Lord God. We know the fiery furnace was hot, but let the fire from glory come down on your behind. Better read this book. Better read this book. That's what John said. I read the book and I understand more than the ancients. You better get up in this book. What you doing? What you doing? This book right here gives you everything you need as basic instruction before leaving earth. But if you don't want that, well, you're going to get all the smoke because it ain't going to be water no more. It's going to be smoke. You hear me? It's real talk. That's for all of us. All of us have to make a decision every day about what we are going to do. But if you're not bringing forth fruit worthy of repentance, then remember, I pray that this message haunts all of us. Because John is saying, I'm telling you, it's coming for you. It's coming. And listen, and everybody that died, go to the book of Revelation. He took them up out the ocean, out of every grave. And he brought them all. They all are standing before him. Some to everlasting life and some to hell. That's the story. Everybody that was ever born, everybody that's ever been created, everybody that broke through the matrix of a woman, Eve is the mother of what? All living. They all were standing before him. And he gave us all an opportunity. And if you can't stop, if you can't repent, well, then my heart goes out to you because he's going to do exactly what he said he's going to do. And it's nobody, nobody can save us. Mama can't save us. Daddy can't save us. Nobody can save us. It's over. And when he came out preaching this message, even the soldiers were sitting there shook. Like, what do we need to do? Stop this. Stop that. Stop it. Stop it. Get it out your life and stop hanging around the people that do it. How soon you forget, but I'm telling you right now, he's coming. That's what he told him. He said, I'm coming. Don't worry about it. He said, there's going to come a time when you're not ready for it, but if you have your lamps trimmed and burning bright, he says, you good. But if you don't, he says, you know what? Hey, he's like, when I forget about you, he says, I forget about you. He said, when I, when I closed the windows, he said, I couldn't hear the cries of all the people on earth at that time when that water started to come. He said, I couldn't hear because my window's shut for real. There's no sound coming. The Lord said, I'm not, I'm not hearing nothing. Just check on Noah. And it's going to be just like the days of Noah again. I was sharing that with my daughter. I was just sitting there sharing with my daughter. It's going to be just like the days of Noah and preaching and teaching her what the days of Noah is going to be like. That's all I got for you tonight. We're going to come back with some more smoke from John, though, because John, John real, baby. John about that life. Anything else you guys have on your heart? Amen. It's real. I'm going to send this to somebody like, yo, this is for you. What? Stop playing, Mark. No, you stop playing. People are always playing all the time. You know that? Yep. 
Keep on playing. God got something for ya. You know that? It's real out here, baby. I keep telling people it's real.